Welcome to You're the Boss, a mantra for anyone who's ever had to face their own fears, struggles, and even failures. Join host Larry Roberts for a deep dive into overcoming limiting beliefs and identifying where our pasts can shape us rather than define us to build a lifestyle and business filled with passion and purposeful leadership. Now your host, Larry Roberts. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of You're the Boss. And of course, that is our focus here on making sure that you know that you're the boss and and you're in control of your future, you're in control of your business, and you're in control of your moods. And today I've got somebody that's joining us that loves to leverage laughter to find a balance in the way that we approach uh, things in life, whether it's our business or whether it's our day-to-day activities. Uh, She has a very unique niche. Uh, She's also a a, a worm farmer, a compost worm farmer. I think I'm using the terminology right. She's given a TEDx talk on the subject. She's also one of the only laughter yoga instructors around. So uh, there's so much value here, so many unique perspectives here. Kathy Nesbitt, Thank you for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Woo-woo-woo. Hello, Larry. I'm, welcome. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. <laughs> you know, there's, again, there's so much here. There's so many things that are so unique. Uh, it, it's not every day that I talk to somebody that uh, is as uh, invested in worm composting as you are. I don't believe I've ever met a laughter yoga instructor. So how did we even start down this path? I mean, for, for one, let's just let's just kind of get into the worms. Let's get into the dirt of it. How, how did you get into worms? Let me worm my way in. Yeah, worm your way into the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm located uh, just north of Toronto in Canada. And in 2002, our landfill closed and we started to export our garbage to the United States. Well, thank you. Um, you know, yeah, you're welcome. It, it, we, we, we paid a lot of money for the privilege, by the way. So it was a bad business exchange and it was the governments. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> Happy, and I was like, you know, it really like it was a thousand trucks a week, like two hundred trucks every day, Monday to Friday. Wow. wow, can you imagine? Like, wow, can you imagine the environmental degradation just by that action alone? Sure. How ridiculous! Like, oh, let's just send our garbage away because then it's not our problem anymore. But it is only one planet, anyway. It's huge. I'm very passionate about it. You can see, sure, <laughs> or hear, <laughs> or feel. Most definitely. <laughs> so I had a salute. Okay, so Toronto, largest city in Canada, six million people. Half live in condos, townhouses, places without space for outdoor composting, and this is indoor composting with worms. And uh, don't don't tune out. Stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> well, it, it's interesting because when I watched your TED talk, I was like, uh, you mentioned that you envision everyone having worms, and, and I'm like, why? I don't know that I could. Uh, I, I know the wife would probably never buy into this concept of having worms hanging out in the kitchen composting for us but uh how are you selling that idea yeah well (laughs) i i didn't really have business uh background or anything but i just you know when you see a need and you have a solution to a big problem it's a big smelly problem 
you know, so I, I thought, oh, gosh, everybody needs what I have. And but we don't buy what we need. We buy what we want. And I didn't know that without business background. I, I, I wasn't the boss before. I was the employee for a long time. <laughs> uh, but just with a great idea and then a solution. And, a, you know, all these things came in my way, a business program. So I wrote a business plan and it was so beautiful. It was like everything. It was divine intervention. And I believe I was put on earth to be the talking worm, the head worm. The head worm. That's, that's quite the calling. You know, uh, so I so I set about um, having a, a booth at different places, you know, farmers markets and trade shows. And, and I didn't know, but people were afraid of worms. And um, I have a psych degree, so it's kind of interesting. And I was afraid of worms. I actually had an experience. Um, Oh, 93, when I bought my house, a teacher friend, 1993, asked me to look after her worm bin for the summer. And I was like, Ugh. but as an avid gardener and composter, I was like, I knew the value of the compost. I just didn't want to do the part. I didn't want sure. to do the process. Yeah, but I was like, okay, sure, I'll do that. It's just a container. And stay tuned, folks. I'll explain how it all works. <laughs> right? It's just a container with paper and food scraps and you can go to my website and look at all, learn how to do it. But, you know, it's, it's basically our food scraps and paper in a container and it doesn't smell and the worms are in there and they eat all of that and turn it into poop, which is the soil, the compost. It's, and it's a aerobic process, meaning with oxygen. So it doesn't smell. Okay. So I took on the process, but it was horrible. Because <laughs> I want to get to the laughter. No, <laughs> no, no, I hear you. I, I hear you. Just give us the revised version. Just, just yeah, right? give us, give us the cliff notes of the compost so we can, we can move on to the real subject matter. And that is the laughter. But I mean, we're getting so much laughter out of just talking about the worms because in all honesty, it's, it's kind of from an outsider looking in. It's a pretty comical concept to imagine. I mean, I, I can't imagine having worms in my kitchen, eating food scraps, and and then pooping in my kitchen. It's just not a concept that that I can really come to grips with. And and I think that's that's part of the comical side of it. Is you know we look at it, and a lot of times we look at things we don't know or we don't understand. At least I do. I look at them and I laugh because what I can either laugh or I can be afraid of it. And I tend to lean more towards laughter than fear. It, it's it's my it's my little uh, uh, what do you call it my my safety bubble or my my the mechanism that keeps me moving. I don't know how else to word that right now. Maybe I need another Monster Energy drink this morning <laughs> as I take another sip. But <laughs> but yeah, it's a pretty funny concept if if you think about it. So um, continue if you would please tell us more uh, about how are are you seeing people buy into the concept. Yes, it's the 20th anniversary of selling worms by the pound. So, you know, I I have a lot of energy and I have a lot of passion when you believe in what you're doing. And I do believe. And I, you know, the, when I started my business, um, <laughs> you know, I just was like, okay, here we go. That That's so great. And I was afraid of worms, but then overcame my fear. And that was the beautiful part. That's the piece that I missed. Okay, so I looked after a teacher's bin. It was horrible experience at a fruit fly explosion that because I just threw the food in like I was like, ah, I have worms in my house. Gross. Um, well, see, and that makes <laughs> sense. And that's something that you wouldn't think about. You're going to get fruit flies when you have uh, banana peels or food scraps or whatever. You're going to get other insects that are invading the space uh, outside of the fact that you have worms in there. So how, how, do, how did you deal with that? That's what you think, right? So that was my experience. So then I was like, ah, 
never doing that again. But I did keep the worms alive for my friend and I put on big gloves. I didn't want to touch the worm, like gross. No, yeah. stop it. Right. Okay. So then I was, okay, 93, then fast forward, right. Everything. I was going like the pace of a worm. <laughs> so then <laughs> 2000, I get my psych degree. I got a job at a group home working with challenge folks and I loved it. They had 10 homes and a farm. And I was like, wow, I've come home. I loved it. I just, that's where my heart is. That was the work I was meant to do was sure. working with challenge people. I loved it, but they had 10 homes and a farm and they didn't compost. So I was like, Oh my God, all this food waste that they're creating. And so it was the first time that I realized, wow, people don't connect what they're doing. Like here they are creating all this food waste and then just paying all this money over here to throw it away when they could turn it into compost. They had a farm and I was just puzzled. I'm, sure. I'm interested by people. So I spoke to management and I said, why don't you compost? Like, you know, and they said, oh, we don't need comp, we don't need the compost because we have cows. So they had fertilizer. Sure. So they're like, oh, we'll just throw away the garbage. And I was like, wow, fascinating. So then I, I proposed, what about, you know, if we created a composting program and then we can use it on the gardens or you could just sell it. If you don't want to use it on your gardens, you could have a little business for these guys and gals. Okay. And the greenhouse manager said, hey, what about vermicomposting? Oh, Say that again. Have you ever what, what, kind of, what kind of composting? Vermi composting, worm composting. Oh, okay, okay, okay. There we go. Uh, so that's oh, what that's, that's the right, technical ping, term. I got ping. you. Yeah. So ninety three. Now here, two thousand worms. Worms again. And have you ever done something, Larry? And and you're all excited about it, but then it doesn't work out the way you think it's going to work out. And you're like, I'm never doing that again. That was gross, or that was awful. I think that's called life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then somebody says, Hey, like later on, somebody goes, Hey, Larry, why don't we? And then you're like. It was whatever it was that you didn't want to do again. And you get that feeling in your stomach, like, no, I don't think so. Thanks. Yeah. That's what happened to me. Right. And, the, and then I was like, when I went away, I was like, hmm, it's an institution. They're not getting worms tomorrow. You know, they have to have meetings, decide if they have money, if it's a good idea, blah, doo, 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 doo. it's going to sure. be, it could be years away <laughs> while we're throwing away our garbage. Right. Um, <laughs> right. So I went home, started to research and I had, Ah, whole shift in energy. I realized the like the red wiggler worms are the worms you use. They eat half their weight per day in food scraps. They turn garbage into gold. They eat paper. They eat food scraps. It doesn't smell. They live in the house. And I was just had this shift. I was like, oh, wow. Everybody need and I and I heard that the average Canadian family produces a pound of worms. And so anyway, I was the just the one to set out to put a pound of worms in every house. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. And yeah. So I start, that's how my business was born. And it was, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. And, and, and are you still, I mean, you're still actively selling worms by the pound, right? Absolutely. 20 years. It's ridiculous business model. I don't have repeat customers. If he, worms breed more than rabbits. <laughs> oh, wow. So what, you, it's a, it's a one-off purchase. Unless something happens or, you know, now that I turn to speaking because I realize, oh, my gosh, people are afraid of worms. That's why I said I had a psych degree, because I was like, I'm meeting people as adults who are traumatized as children by worms, like after a rainy day or a sibling or in the schoolyard, something somebody chased them with a worm and then they were afraid of worms. 
That, yeah, so if you're, I mean, I, I've seen people, obviously, I mean, I'm in Texas, so down here we do a lot of fishing. And, <laughs> you know, as, as a youngin, we used to use worms as fish bait. And, of course, you're going to have course. see those kids that are all oogied out by putting a worm on a hook. And they're like, it's gross, I don't want to touch it. So, But I've never really seen anybody outside of just thinking they're gross and nasty being traumatized by a worm. So that's, that's interesting in and of itself. Mm. Isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so this, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. This is a beautiful, uh, a beautiful solution. But that's, so that's, in, that's the worm part. That's the worm <laughs> part. Okay, well, yeah. we continue to move forward with our worms. But you, uh, you, you kind of changed gears. Um, how long ago and started focusing on on laughter and laughter yoga. And how did you make that transition from worms to laughter? Right. It's like, this is so random. It seems from the outsider looking in. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what happened? Uh, oh gosh. It was like, I have a lot of energy, right? 20 years. I sure. can't believe it. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> um, <laughs> 2012, one more person said to me, Ooh, worms in the house. <laughs> cause I, cause I'm, I think I, my energy is attractive and people like I move a lot. So sometimes when you have this energy, people are attracted and it doesn't matter what you're saying, but then they're like, Oh, and people don't really hear that it's indoor composting. So you're saying all the things and they're like, wow, oh, that's really great. And then, oh, what do you do in the winter? Because <laughs> we're in Canada. I'm yeah, in Canada. Well, yeah, it's going to get a little chilly. So right? It's like, oh, no, it's indoor composting and indoor year round, ideally, right? In Texas, too hot in the summer. Sure. Right? Too so hot in the winter Canada, sometimes. too cold. <laughs> what, what's that? I said it's too hot in the winter sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Too hot. Canada, too cold, maybe even too hot sometimes in the summer. So yeah. ideally indoor year round. And, and then people are like, ooh. So 2012, one more person said, ooh, worms in the house. And I heard it that time. I didn't hear it all the other times. I was like, la, 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 la. No, this is important. You need this. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so hard. Why? And I started to question everything. I was like, why do I care? Ten years in, what the heck? You know, I, why do I care? I don't have repeat customers. They're hard to get. <laughs> right? I, you know, I got to work hard. You know, it's, I say it's about a three-year sales cycle from the moment that somebody learns about this, that you can do indoor composting, to the time that they're buying. Every time I see them at an event, they'd be like, Oh, I'm st- I'm th- I've been thinking about you since last year. I'm like, I know. I'll see you next year. Three-year <laughs> sales cycle. That's interesting. I mean, that, that's that got to be a very difficult business model to to make work. Ridiculous. Yeah. So I, well, I've ebbed and flowed, right? As an entrepreneur, 20 sure, years, I'm still do. standing. So, yeah. And it's my husband and I are working. This is all we do. This is what we do is these, like, random businesses. So, 2012, <laughs> someone... <laughs> I know it's so it's so weird and I really want people to hear that message. Like what is it that fires you up? You could live that life. Like do what you live my whole life is my work, but I love it. So it's not like work. It's like play. Sure. And it's laughter. It's literally laughing and then going laughing all the way to the bank. And laughter's the best medicine, right? So okay. Um yeah, so I was about to doff my worm mission. Like I was like, oh my gosh, this is too hard. I could just get a job, right? Like, wow. And it would be easier. Sure. <laughs> right? Just get paid and not really worry about all this stuff. Yeah. And then uh, I was at a business meeting and uh, the speaker did a five-minute intro to laughter yoga. And I don't even do yoga. I don't do regular yoga or whatever. It's just traditional yoga. Right. So I was like, wow, laughter yoga, what's that? And it was literally just laughing. 
Like there is some things, but it's laughing. So I was like, mm, interesting. And then that same week at a business meeting, hundreds at a networking event, hundreds of um, entrepreneurs, the very first woman I met was a laughter yoga teacher. And I was like, oh my gosh, twice in one week, laughter yoga is mainstream. And she said, no, it isn't. We trooped around and I, everyone we met, I said, have you heard of laughter yoga? Have you, have you, have you? Nobody had. Anyway, I started to attend. I loved it. I got trained as a leader, a teacher, and now I teach others. So tell us more about it. I mean, because well, obviously when we think of yoga, and you kind of alluded to it there, when, when you think of yoga, you think of poses and you think of, uh, I mean, I think of hot yoga where you're in an extremely, you know, temperature controlled, hot room doing yoga poses. Uh, I've heard of goat yoga where you've got little mini goats jumping all over you uh, as you do the poses. But Tell us more about what exactly is laughter yoga. Are we laughing in a variety of poses or help me envision or experience laughter yoga? Yeah, laughter yoga is not about fancy pants or poses. It's intentional laughter exercises designed to make us feel good. It's not jokes or comedy. Started in India by a medical doctor, Dr. Madan Kataria. And his, in, did I say 95? Um, his goal is world peace. Can you imagine? Through laughter. Okay. There are clubs around the world. Um, yeah, 120 countries or more have laughter clubs at the moment. And it's, so it's not laughing at anything it's laughing for the health of it um ever heard laughter is the best medicine of course right it is have you had your daily dose look at this dopamine oxytocin serotonin and endorphins versus cortisol when we're stressed yeah and we're stressed all the time like we have weather and we have pandemics and we have war and we have unemployment and we have Social media. All these things, just <laughs> right? We have social media. We have like just our health. We have health, wealth, like just life in general is really, um, we're bombarded with negativity and fear, fear, fear. And it's really a stress on our nervous system. Like it's really hard to function when we're anxious and frustrated and sure. that's low vibration. So when we're laughing, we're, we're totally present. We're just like laughing. Ha 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 ha. And we all know that it's that we feel good when we laugh. So a laugh. So laughter yoga is that's why you need a class because you come together, you laugh. It's contagious. You look at each other. You feel the energy even on zoom, right? Because on zoom, you're all in your little squares. Yeah. And you're look and you, you do gallery view rather than speaker view. So you can see everybody and you can zoom in from any, everywhere. I have a, um, a free club on Tuesdays, um, nine 30 Eastern, 30 minutes of super fun self care. As a laughter yoga teacher, I've incorporated, um, tapping, EFT, brain gym. And I know these are things that not everybody's heard of either. I feel like, Larry, I feel like somehow the universe feels like I'm able to absorb this information and then spread it out easily so people can, you know, I think my energy is that way that I just absorb things and then I can say like, oh, you don't have to attend that three-day summit. I did. And here's what you need to know. Here's what I learned. And here, like tapping is just tapping on meridians. It's like acupuncture without needles. Okay, cool. uh, I, I could get into in, into that. I'm not sure I could do the needle part, but yeah, tapping sounds right? like it's right up my alley. Sure. Oh, tapping! It's not new. I've been ta- I've been doing. It's a, called emotional freedom technique. This is another. That was the EFT that you alluded to a minute ago. 
EFT okay. is emotional freedom technique or tapping, just tapping for, and there's nine, nine main points that you tap on and with a mantra. But it, what I do is just tap on like four main spots, stomach, kidney, thymus, and spleen, like for those four. Anyway, I come to my club. I just tap on them every week. Okay. You know, okay. These are all healing things. That, these are all healing ways to, I don't know why I'm going off on this tangent about that. Oh, laughter goes with everything. So I'm, <laughs> and my, my You're whole. You're so passionate um, about this that you, you tend to go off on, on certain, uh, in certain directions there. But I can feel the passion in, in, in where you're at and, and what you're bringing to the table here. Uh, how do you channel that passion? I mean, do you channel that in your Tuesday sessions? And, and, and what do those Tuesday sessions look like? Do we all come on Zoom and we just kind of start laughing or expand on that so that the listeners can get a better understanding of exactly, you know, how you channel this passion to share it with others. Cause you do, you, you have an energy about you that's very contagious and you do share it very openly and very freely. So help uh, my listeners understand how that, how that transpires. Thank you. Yeah. So I started my laughter club in June, 2020, because I needed people <laughs> and I needed to laugh. I was like, what is happening? What in the world? Our two week vacation has been extended. <laughs> and now here we are over two years. Right? Yeah. We have our two year <laughs> vacation now. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I started my club and then there's all these summits online. So I keep attending these summits. So during my, cl- my club, it's um, everybody comes on zoom nine thirty Eastern and as the laughter leader, I will lead the, the club. Okay. So we do some, it's deep diaphragmatic breathing, um, some gentle stretches. It's not really doing poses. It's just kind of just movements and there's clapping. So you clap palm to palm and it's rhythm one, two, one, two, three, or ho, ho, ha, ha, ha <laughs> are the words. Okay. <laughs> and that's, you know, I, this, I would, if people are going to come to the club, go to a laughter club, I would say plan to attend at least twice if you never have before. Whenever we do anything new, it's awkward. It's like, yeah, oh, I was going to ask you, you find people hesitant to, to get involved. Cause I mean, it, it, full disclosure, I, I can't necessarily envision myself being in a zoom room and just randomly laughing with a, a bunch of strangers until they're all doing it until we're all going, ho, ho, ha, 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 <laughs> and we're all doing it, right? So we're sure. all laughing. And it, so, it, so you do, if you come to the club, you, you can't help but laugh. You can't help but get involved just because it's that way. And, and my club is, I, I have people return, like, you know, I would just say, uh, just be mindful that if you come to my club, you may, it may become your new addiction. <laughs> i do have quite the addictive personality so I, I can fall prey to addictions pretty easy we feel good when we laugh i have rock hard abs from laughing because our diaphragm is attached to all of our organs sure so when we're laughing we're our, our all of our internal organs are moving um, and there is research, you know, there, oh, laughter yogis are just primed to bring this medicine. I, I, I really want people to care about the planet. So I haven't given up the worms. I'm still the talking worm. I'm still out there talking about it because I came up with an expression about the worms, which was without awareness, action is impossible. 
Because it's like, if you, if you don't know about worm comp- composting, you're not calling me. It's bad for my business. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> and now the laughter, it even goes with the laughter, if, you know, without awareness of the benefit of why you would intentionally laugh, no matter how ridiculous it is. Um, <laughs> and it's only ridiculous because it's our ego telling us it's ridiculous. We look, stop it. You look ridiculous. So here's what happens. Our body doesn't, our body doesn't know the difference between real and or simulated laughter. Okay. But our brain does, right? Our brain's the thinker. So our brain's like, stop it. You look ridiculous. What's happening here? Because our brain wants to conserve energy and keep us safe. Like if you look ridiculous, you don't, you're, it doesn't feel safe to the brain, but the right. body's going pew, 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 secreting so all those love drugs. As soon as you smile, you send a note to the brain like, Oh, I must be happy. I'm smiling. So you can, you can trick your brain. <laughs> and then your body's like pew, pew, pew. <laughs> and, and with time, do the pew, pew, pews, do they become more frequent? I mean, do you have the opportunity to, to, to channel that somewhat on demand? Yes. Yes. When you practice laughter, you become a laugh. You, you know, I'm passionate about, I have passion for laughing. Yes. <laughs> because the more you laugh, I feel like laughter saved my worm business, which is good for me, good for the planet. It's just good all around. And so when you're, when you feel good, you can do good. So now I'm helping people to feel better. So then they can have a little crack of lightness, like one candle takes away the darkness. Sure. So you said something right? really so, cool there in that laughter saved your worm business. So <laughs> you, were, you were experiencing frustration. You were having a difficult time with the worm business through your sales cycle, which is also very difficult to deal with. You found the therapy of laughter and through laughter, it allowed you to refocus your efforts on your worm business. <laughs> Yes, and to to understand that when people say "ooh, worms in the house," whatever, that's not my stuff. That's theirs, and and just to be more like you mean from a psychological really, perspective, it's not it's nothing against you or the worm industry it's not per se. Personal. It's their it's their own preconceived notions of the fact that worms are icky. Yes. Okay. Yes, they're going to smell like the even the word worm. Like it's, you know, it's not it's, a pleasant it's, word. No. <laughs> it, no, like can of worms. Like you, you've opened a can of worms. I mean, I'm trying to change that. So whenever I hear that, I go, "Yay, can of worms!" And then it's like, you know, of yeah. course, it's like look I mean, at it's what even you've used done. as a derogatory term. It, you know, oh that that person, they're a, a sneaky worm. You right. Know? I go, yeah. "Yay, thank you for the compliment." <laughs> <laughs> Right. I mean, parasites, tapeworms, all of these things are computer worms. Right. Worm is a bad word. Yeah. Um, So words are powerful. I think we do have a lot of work to do. It's it's fascinating. And it's not gender. It's really fascinating, too, to me, because. I get, I've done a lot of exhibiting before COVID. I was doing between 100 and 200 events a year. Wow. Yeah, I was expelling a lot. That's why, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm going to be 60 this year. And I, I think doing the worm part, maybe it's time to move it on to somebody else. Earlier, you asked me, is it catching on? Yeah. When, yeah, when COVID hit, yes, I, you know, I'm still in business and I've done a lot of workshop. Over 75,000 students have seen my presentation. So I get paid for speaking, sure. which is, you know, why not? It's beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Right. Yeah. It's super great. I love it. Cause we got, again, without awareness. So I'm bringing awareness and then creating a market. One fun. Right. Why not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So, the, so it's more than waste management, right? It's waste management, soil production and food security. So then we can grow our own food. So COVID hit and then we got locked down. We got locked down in Canada really hard and all of our schools mm-hmm. were closed. Um, so I was getting a lot of calls from parents saying the kids were at home. They were looking for a project for the kids. And what do I care as a businesswoman, how the worms get in the house? <laughs> 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 I was happy to oblige. Of course. <laughs> uh, but the longer we were locked down, we, again, we were locked down for lo- longer than many places. Yeah. Um, but the longer we were locked down, it was kind of a gift because then people became realized like it, it was a big pause. Like, oh, what do I, what's important? What do I really want? What do I really need? Oh, I need food. <laughs> and so, you know, in Canada, we import about 60% of our food. Wow. Six zero. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Right. When our borders close, like during a pandemic, um, our, you know, our food supply is in, in peril. Sure. Right. So then people started to think about um, food. I believe, I believe this is the route that it take, took right at first. So oh, we need a project. And then it was like, Ooh, we need to start a garden. What do we need? We need soil. What do we need? We need some compost. What do we need? Oh, what about that wacky worm woman? <laughs> Maybe we need her. <laughs> and, and then I ran out of worms. Can, here's the fascinating thing about this whole cuckoo time is uh, 2020 was my best year ever. Okay. And I was I was so excited. I was like, wow, this is so great. I worked from home for, you know, 18 years at that point. So I, we were used to it. My husband and I, that was our life already. <laughs> Except I went out. I mean, of course, it, there was differences. I'm, I'm not I'm not um, diminishing that what's going on, sure. <laughs> you know, but yeah. So so for us, it was just like, wow. And then and then we ran out of worms and then people were mad. Like, oh, I've, I've been wanting to do this for five years and, you know, now I have time. And I'm like, and so what, what's happening? And I'm like, well, you might have heard we have a, a global pandemic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry, it's impacting even the worms. <laughs> right, the supply chains were all broken. Everything was yeah. broken. Nothing, nobody's guaranteeing delivery. So I stopped, I stopped shipping because the whole thing really was was cuckoo it was kind of pick up only but yeah i was so hopeful really during and i still am because i think that that really changed people so interest demand has definitely continued to be on the rise and there's a lot of young people that are you know climate change and all this some um, you know all these challenges in the world i think they've been drilled into their head so they're they're ready to go back to farming and growing food and micro growing and uh, collaborations and co-ops and community. And what do you got? And what do I do? Let's swap. Let's barter. We're, we're going back to uh, more simpler times, I think. And I hope. Interesting. So has your worm population recovered? <laughs> um, yes. And, and I do think I'm kind of transitioning out of, I'm, 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 I'm offering that up to other people. I'm going to be mentoring people to, okay. to take on. We need a lot more worm growers. Yeah. I can't, I really literally can't supply everybody. So do you, I mean, do you have like massive worm vats on your property or, or how do you, how do you maintain that? That's kind of, when you started talking about that, it just opened up a whole nother line of questioning that popped in my head. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, in, it's in, it's in my basement. I did have uh, access to a barn. Um, yeah, it's, that's kind of really a whole nother story. And then in summer growing outside. Gotcha. Um, 
But quite often, I, I mean, I was importing from, from California for the longest time. There's not a lot of worm growers in Canada. Okay. So, again, we just need more. Like, I think every, every uh, town needs their own worm farm, their own worm company. Man, so, is- so, buy locally, right? The whole thing about community, like, buying locally so you're not shipping. You just go, you pick up your little bit of worms, and then maybe you have a worm sharing thing, like sourdough, right? Because... It, the, the, selling the worms is a, actually a challenging business, that model, because you don't have repeat customers because they breed more than rabbits. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Wow. You know, yeah, it's fascinating. It's really, it really is, I think, a miracle that I'm still here stand, just selling worms. That's why I feel like I'm so on purpose. Yeah. And I am an entrepreneur, even without training. I didn't, Even if I was told to get a job and let stay there for 30 years, then you get a watch. <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't in my cards either. So it's all, uh, I totally understand understand uh man i, t- I tell you it, it, it i am the boss Larry. you are the boss and i love that fact and and i love the fact that you know although it's a, a unique perspective and it's a unique uh business model you're the boss of that and your journey's been very unique it's been very inspirational I, I i love your take i love your energy i love your transition into laughter and how laughter allowed you to refocus your efforts on your worms i mean it's it's just an interesting story and i appreciate you taking the time today and sharing it with us thank you larry thank you i really appreciate it thank you where can people reach out and find more about you kathy um, well, the worm website has everything. Okay. <laughs> it's Kathy's, Kathy's composters.com. Kathy with a C. Okay. Excellent. So that's what we'll send everybody. Uh, man, again, I got to say, thank you so very much. Very, very fun interview. Very unique. And that was why I wanted to meet you in the first place. So thank you for allowing me this opportunity. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. Come to my Tuesday club. Uh, I'm going to have to try it. I'm going to have to try it. I'm sitting here going, uh, I, I think I have to experience that. So, yeah, we'll have to talk about that and get me in there one Tuesday or maybe two Tuesdays so I get a good idea of, of the foundation behind it. So Come for the twofer. All right. All right. Well, hey, everybody, this has been another awesome episode of You're the Boss. And once again, remember that you are the boss. And whether it's worm farming or whether it's laughter yoga or whether it's whatever your particular niche is and your focus on, keep in mind that there are others out there that are doing very similar things to what you're doing as far as following their dreams and becoming their own boss. So until next week, hey, if you found some value in this episode, do me a favor, go ahead, hit that subscribe button so I can bring you this amazing content each and every week. Until then, once again, remember, you're the boss. You've just listened to You're the Boss with Larry Roberts. Join us for our next episode where we help you achieve your goals and live your absolute best life. Be sure to subscribe, connect, and share. Until next time, remember, you're the boss.